This is News Talk 980 CKNW. You are live with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here in studio. I've also got my app experts joining me, Christina Stoyanova and Graham Williams. We have a lot to talk about on today's program. Of course, we have our Hot 5. This week, it's Hot 5 Recipe Apps. You want to stay tuned for that. There's some really cool ones uh, that everyone can learn to love. We'll also be uh, talking about what's streaming this week, all the latest releases on Netflix, Crave, and Amazon. Of course, uh, we uh, have the best crazy apps. We've got a travel app. And uh, we'll also be talking about uh, how some sports teams are using an app to cheat. That's uh, an interesting an interesting story, so stay tuned for that. A lot of uh, app news, though, uh, this week. Uh and Christine, I don't know if you saw this uh, particular one. Uh, there's a app in the App Store. It's hit number one on the Apple iTunes App Store uh, called Zello, and it's spelled Z-E-L-L-O. Uh, it's uh, originally uh, out of Russia, but uh, it's a walkie-talkie app that uh, a lot of the hurricane uh, folks uh, down in Florida and the Caribbean are downloading to use to talk to people. Yeah, it's very interesting because I didn't think walkie-talkies were a thing in 2017. It's not something that you see very often other than on, you know, construction sites and things like that. But here it is. Walkie talkies are back and they're cool. Uh, it is kind of cool. It, uh, I guess it obviously has to work with a data plan, uh, but they've uh, um, reached uh, a lot of users, 100 million users uh, already. And uh, just in uh, the past little while, because of uh, uh, Hurricane Ermin, uh, over 1 million people have joined in uh the last day or so. So uh, most of that coming from Puerto Rico and Florida. And what it allows you to do is uh, through the app, uh, basically you can add uh, your favorite uh, contacts that obviously have to have the Zello app as well. Uh, and you can just basically hold down, uh, you know, the button on the screen uh, and just talk directly to them. Uh, they call it their echo button. But uh, not only can you talk to someone live, uh, you know, individually, but you can also set up different groups as well. So if you've got uh, maybe down there, you know, your entire block, uh, you know, on one group uh, or your family in another, uh, you can basically just hit that group and everyone gets uh, to hear you. Yes, it's very interesting. Uh, it's a great way to communicate, especially in this type of crisis situation where, you know, it's one button touch and you're talking to who you need to talk to. Yeah, from what I understand, too, you can actually uh, have groups of up to 2,000 people, which uh, is quite amazing. It's got a, an interesting history. Uh, it began life back in 2007 uh, in Russia as uh, an app called uh, Loud Talks uh, for the Windows uh, PCs uh, out there. And people could talk to each other holding down, uh, you know, a, a hotkey that uh, they designated on their keyboard. Uh, but uh, eventually it was blocked uh, in Russia um, because it didn't adhere to some of the laws there. Right. And that just happened very recently, right? Uh, yeah, I think uh, in April. Uh, I think they had over 400,000 active users in Russia, but uh, um, the Russian government wanted them to provide uh, specific user information. So they said no, and uh, they were blocked uh, out of that. You think I'm funny, right? Um, yes. <laughs> You're just saying that to be nice. <laughs> uh, came across uh, an interesting uh, story. Uh, there is uh, an app called Pitch 
that allows uh, comedians to actually kind of crowdsource their jokes. Uh, it was um, launched in July at the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival in Montreal. Uh, and the folks there have put together this app uh, aimed at comedians. Uh, you have to be invited, so I don't think I'll ever get invited. <laughs> but uh, from there, they can actually come up with different topics and then all the people that are using this app, all the comedians or funny people can then start submitting jokes on certain topics. You know what? I am sure they have a dad jokes topic. You could totally jump in on that. <laughs> really? Am I? <laughs> are, are they that bad? <laughs> well, you know, Thanks. you win some, you, you lose, lose some. <laughs> <laughs> I think... I think I need one for like regular people, but no, it's interesting. So uh, it's got over a thousand users right now. And again, it's kind of aimed more at uh, the folks that are kind of in this craft, you know, kind of uh, aspiring comedians. Uh, and as, uh, you know, they come up with these topics, everyone's pitching uh, jokes towards it. Say, for example, it's uh, my neighbor uh, ran over uh, my lawnmower. Eventually it starts getting whittled down and only the best ones kind of end up uh, at, at the top, which is kind of cool. Yeah, you know what? I love this. Um, having read thing, uh, books like uh, Bossy Pants, which is Tina Fey's um, memoir, it's really interesting because that world is really hard to break into. And here this app allows these comedians um, to get on and get seen very quickly um, as long as they can get an invite to the app, which is very cool. And finally, uh, in the app news world, uh, Google Drive uh, being shut down in March, uh, the Google Drive app for PC and Mac. Do you use it? I do. And you know what? Um, I have to say, Google, you really like to kill things that I love. I'm still not over Google Reader and its death. And it's been, what, like five or six years now? Yes. Um, yeah. So I'm still not over that. And now we're back here again. Uh, so... Google does have uh, new software tools uh, that kind of do the same thing. Uh, it's uh, called Backup and Sync. Uh, and this is going to be the uh, the consumer app that basically replaces the standalone uh, Google Drive and Google Photos uh, uploader uh, app. So uh, does a lot of the same things. I, I guess uh, some of the stuff it won't do uh, is allow you to stream files on demand uh, and uh, sync only individual files in, uh, in my drive. But uh, overall, uh, you still have uh, you know fairly uh, cheap and in most cases free uh, access to back up a lot of the files on your uh, your PC or Mac, which is fantastic. But I guess the challenge I have with this when they do this is just you know getting used to a whole new interface, and undoubtedly it will change. We have a lot more to talk about on today's app show, uh, including our our hot five. Uh, it's the recipe apps this week. What's streaming on uh, your favorite streaming channels like Netflix and uh, Amazon? Uh, of course, uh, the hot smartphone. You'll want to stay tuned for that. It's pretty cool. And uh, we'll also be uh, chatting about a specific Major League Baseball team that has been using uh, technology and uh, and an app to actually uh, do some uh, cheating. But right now, let's uh, learn something about uh, our iPhones iPhone Tip of the Week. Unleash the power of your iOS device. This week's iPhone Tip of the Week is using Apple Pay. Here in Canada, we have an advantage with Apple Pay and Android Pay thanks to the tap-to-pay network popularized by Interact Debit Cards and Tap Credit Cards. Apple Pay is an even more secure way to pay with those cards as it generates its own one-time-use card number for each purchase, preventing your information from being stolen. 
So to get started with Apple Pay, first check with your issuing bank or credit union to ensure that they're participating in Apple Pay. And from there, open settings on your iPhone, tap wallet and Apple Pay, and then add uh, tap add a credit card or debit card. You'll use your phone's camera to look at the card. You'll actually see the card right on the camera there, and the, your phone will read the card automatically. In some cases, you may have to authenticate your card with your bank's app or by calling in, but once you're set up, you're ready to go. Just go shopping, pay for something by holding your phone next to the reader and holding your thumb on the Touch ID sensor. Your thumbprint authenticates those purchases to make sure you're not paying for things accidentally. So that's today's iPhone tip of the week, paying with Apple Pay. When we come back from the break, a Major League Baseball team cheating with an Apple Watch. And what apps are millennials using most? Is it Snapchat? You'd actually be surprised at the results. Stay tuned. You are back with the App Show. Mike Agarbo uh, in studio today. I want to talk about uh, baseball and uh, stealing bases with the help of technology. On the line right now, we have uh, our friend Alex Redu from IT World Canada. Thanks for joining us, Alex. Oh, thank you so much. So this is kind of an interesting story uh, that has popped up. Uh, I know you guys have covered it uh, as as well. Uh, an Apple Watch may have helped a Major League Baseball team, um, I guess, get information about another team, perhaps illegally. Yes. So uh, the the art of stealing bases in baseball, or stealing, uh, sorry, not stealing bases, stealing signs, hand signals from the catcher to the opposing pitcher is not, you know, something new in baseball. But using uh, technology such as an Apple Watch to, to, do, to do that stealing is so basically what happened is the Red Sox were, they had a, you know, so a few folks in the, in the video replay booth who would then send a message to a trainer in the dugout who would then see those messages on their, their Apple Watch on their wrist. And because, you know, it's just, he just looks like he's looking at the time, nothing, you know, nothing too suspicious, you know, it's just checking the time. Uh, he would then, you know, see the hand signal and then he would relay that to players. So all using the messaging app, through the Apple Watch. So he yeah. would he would send that, and so do the players. They had Apple watches on as well. No, so the players are not allowed to actually wear these wearables, but there's nothing stopping the trainers from doing so. Um, Apple watches are technically not illegal and and not legal. It's kind of this really gray area where Apple watches are not one of the wearables that that are allowed in the MLB. Um, and actually, if, if you look at the Toronto Blue Jays, for instance, um, their first uh, base coach, you can see him wearing an Apple Watch. So this is something that a lot of teams could potentially do, and it's probably, you know, it's, this just could be a, a case of one team actually just getting caught doing it. <laughs> Are they going to be putting everyone through metal detectors now to make sure they haven't got any type of wearable on them? No, cool. So that's also the tough part because there are some wearables that are allowed in the MLB, but they're not wrist watches. They're all like there's you know some chest plates to uh, chest wearables, you know, to monitor your your heart and stuff like that. So the actual Apple watches are not smart watches themselves are not allowed, but you can't really stop all wearables. But that's you know that's uh, an interesting thing. Like you could you could kind of modify any of these wearables to kind of send information out as well when you think about it. Like you could, yeah. you know, if someone's wearing a wearable, like a chest uh, strap or something to measure their heart rate or what what have you, I mean, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be that hard to kind of hack something that would actually maybe send them a signal. Maybe it vibrates three times and that's a curveball or, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's really a whole other level of cheating. And it's one of those things where the MLB is really going to have to step up. They're really going to have to stay a step ahead of some of these teams who have been, trying to 
you know, steal hand signals in, in the, for the last, you know, 50, 100 years. It's not something new. <laughs> the MLB is really going to have to stay ahead here. But the interesting thing here is that when you look at other major cases with this happening in the past 50 years, no team, if they were caught, ever really was subjected to a huge fine or, you know, losing draft picks, et cetera. It's so if, if the Red Sox don't get punished, then I guess the go-ahead is, you know, keep on doing it. <laughs> Well, it's interesting. You know, obviously, uh, major league sports, uh, all of them would would have this type of issue, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. It, with baseball, because this is something that is so prevalent, stealing hand signals. It's an actual, you know, thing that's known as part of the sport. Really, if you're a fan, uh, baseball is my. It's maybe the most surface level uh, way to way this could happen. But what's interesting here too is that the. The Red Sox didn't even win all those games against the Yankees that they were stealing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not, you know, the mo- it's not exactly the most perfect uh, uh, way to go about it because it's not going to guarantee you a win. I guess technology can only take you so far. Exactly. No, uh, very cool, uh, Alex. Uh, you got something to promote as well? Yeah. So uh, we actually have at uh, Itrobo Canada on our tech and sports site on IT Business. We have our new uh, tech and sports podcast uh, where. Uh, myself, my, my colleagues Mandy Kovacs and Paula Del Nablo, we sit around and talk about the most exciting news and technology and sports every week and then debate a new topic. This week we actually debated whether or not this cheating was okay. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, if you'd like more info on it, we go a little more in-depth in there. Sounds like you have a rough life. <laughs> for sure. Get to talk about all the things you love. Alex, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. That was Alex Radu from IT World Canada. Switching gears now, let's talk about millennials and apps. A recent uh, study uh, statistics from Comscore out of the U.S. uh, have given us uh, some details on what millennials, and those are people aged between 18 and 34, say they couldn't live without when it comes to apps. The first thing that always pops to my mind when I hear that, uh, Christina, would be Snapchat, but they're not even really on the list. No, that's funny that that's the first thing that pops to mind because I always think of Facebook when I think apps. Well, Facebook is definitely uh, up there, and we're going to go through some of these uh, apps uh, that, again, millennials can't live without. Uh, Thirty or sorry, twenty-nine percent of uh, millennials said they cannot live without Facebook, which I think is kind of funny. That's almost a third of them. Uh, You know, when I talk to millennials, they hate Facebook. They say they're not using it. But yeah, you know what? I think, the case. I think that's a big fat lie. I think, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Millennials, Christina Stoyanova says you're fat liars. Uh, well, fat liars. I am one, so I'm allowed to say this. And I don't uh, post on Facebook, but I creep on Facebook. I will publicly admit to this. Uh, so interesting as well, uh, Gmail uh, is up there at 30%. Uh, so it looks like a lot of millennials are actually using Gmail as their uh, main uh, email client. Yes, that makes a lot of sense, actually, because I feel like it's the anti-outlook. The, or an- it, the anti-outlook? The anti-outlook. And that, and that uh, I think, was the feeling when Gmail came out. And I think a lot of email apps now have similar um, features. So that gap has closed significantly. But, you know, if you add up all the Facebook properties, because uh, Messenger's up there at 18%. Uh, again, 18% of millennials can't live without Messenger. Uh, but also WhatsApp, uh, owned by Facebook and Instagram, both at 11% each. If you look at all the Facebook properties, it's over 50%. Oh, yeah. Well over. 
Uh, also on the list, uh, YouTube, uh, 16% of millennials cannot live without it. And I can see that because uh, when I look at any millennials' uh, phones, they're looking at YouTube uh, videos uh, a lot. Uh, the Apple App Store, uh, which is interesting when you think about it because uh, a lot of uh, people have Android phones compared to iPhones. Yeah, that's an interesting stat. I wonder where the... Uh you know, Google Play Store, it, it isn't in this report that we have, but I wonder where it placed. So the number one app that millennials down in the U.S. can't live without might be a little different here in Canada because they're not as big yet. Amazon, 35% of millennials down in the U.S., and again, those are age 18 to 34, cannot live without it. Yes, and that is very interesting because it speaks a lot to the purchasing behaviors of millennials. Uh, I guess they're used to buying online. Uh, Interesting times. Well, let's switch gears again and uh, learn something about our Android phones. Android tip of the week. Make the most of your Android smartphone. On the line, we've got Rose Bahar from Mobile Syrup, a fantastic website for all your mobile news and smartphone reviews. Uh, This week's Android tip, uh, Rose, Doze. Tell us about it. So Android Doze is Android's feature for optimizing battery life by turning everything off when the phone is not in use, though still staying in standby. So it it sort of has to play that place right between being responsive but also keeping as much as possible off and not running on your phone. Um, And this is the way that it really saves energy for you. To use it in Android Nougat, you can navigate to settings, batteries, and battery optimization, and just set it for all apps. You can also select which apps you don't want to use those with, however. That was Rose Bahar from Mobile Syrup with the Android Tip of the Week. When we come back from the break, it's Hot 5 app time, and this week it's Hot 5 recipe apps. Stay tuned. You are back with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here in studio today. Still a lot of app talk left in the program here. Later on, we'll be talking about the streaming shows of the week on Netflix, Amazon, and Crave. Some really cool stuff coming out here in September, so you'll want to stay tuned for that. We'll also be talking crazy app and travel apps of the week coming up later in the program, and uh, we'll also be learning about the hot smartphone. Stay tuned. But right now, it's that time, one of my favorites. The weekly app, Hot 5. This week, it's all about recipe and food apps. And I know this is near and dear to your heart, Christina. Yes, because I love to cook. So let's uh, start at number five. What do you got? Number five is the Pinterest app. And that is not actually designed specifically for cooking, but interests in general. There are a lot of uh, design ideas and things there. But it is a great place to get recipe ideas and a great place to store them. I actually file away all of my recipes in Pinterest so that I can find them easily later. Okay, so I'm not a big Pinterest guy. Let's just say I'm not a Pinterest person whatsoever. <laughs> okay, but so, any ladies who have tried Pinterest understand the addiction. Yeah, it's like crack cocaine. It is, yes. Yes. Uh, so how do you, are, are you just posting pictures of your food on there or can you actually no, post written recipes and stuff? No, they link to blogs usually and Pinterest has done a really good job of actually pulling the recipes into um, the actual Pinterest post now. That's kind of cool. Number four. 
Number four is Yumly. So this one is really interesting because it actually、uh, gives you some interesting search options. You can search by ingredient, diet, cuisine, allergy, all sorts of things. But it also learns your preferences. You can yum recipes, which is equivalent sorry, sorry, to what. <laughs> It's equivalent to liking them. Okay. But as you do this, it learns what you like, and it starts to make suggestions for recipes that you might like in the future. Very cool. Number three on the hot five on the app show. So this is for all of the people who have watched Forks Over Knives, which is a popular documentary. It's about,、uh, you know, what processed. Food and meat is doing to us.、Um, so if you haven't watched that, you can actually probably find that on Netflix. So I, I believe I should not be watching that or using this app.、Uh, you shouldn't watch that because it will ruin your life with some foods, and it did for me. But if you have already, you understand、uh, the appeal of a whole food, plant based diet, and the Forks Over Knives app will actually provide you with lots of great recipes with simple step by step. Instructions, but this one's going to cost you a bit. It's six ninety nine. But for folks who、um, are into that, definitely worth the, the price. Yeah, for sure, because they're all in one place, as opposed to you know having to scour the internet for those types of recipes. So you've been on it. Is there anything that you like on there? I think that、uh, that there are lots of delicious options if you eat whole food, plant based.、Um, In in that way, I think there are lots of fantastic, delicious recipes. So I wouldn't shy away from this. It's just, can you sustain that forever? And I can't because I love steak. <laughs> oh, I love steak too. Okay, number two on the hot five recipe apps: the Food Network in the Kitchen app. So this one's free.、Uh, the great thing about this one is that it brings in. Recipes from all your favorite celebrity chefs, and you can actually search by chef. So, if you love the Food Network, this is probably going to be of interest. Is Lindsay Lohan in there?、Um, I don't think she is cooking these days, but I don't know. <laughs> okay, number one of the hot five recipe apps this week. Big Oven. So, this is one of the original, very popular. Recipe apps. It has over three hundred and fifty thousand recipes, and it's been downloaded over twelve million times. If you can believe that, I can believe it because, believe it or not, I have actually downloaded this years ago. Yeah, it's it's great. It's a fantastic、uh, app and lots of options. One of the coolest things about this app is the leftover feature. So you can actually punch in up to ten ingredients of leftover. Bits of things that you have in your fridge, and it will help you find a recipe to make with all of that stuff, which is great because you always have those odds and ends lying around. I, I can imagine just some bachelor uh, fridges uh, punching in. Okay,、uh, cold, <laughs> cold Hawaiian <laughs> pizza slice, hot wings, ketchup. <laughs> yeah, that's a recipe for Pepto Bismol,、uh, essentially. But yeah, no, I love that app because.、Um, Believe it or not, I'm a big breakfast guy. I love making breakfast, and I've gotten a lot of apps on how to make crepes and waffles and pancakes and things like that. So、uh, I, I use it. That's great. I know. I learned something new about you today. I know. I'm not going to be using fork forks over knives. No. <laughs> one day, one day,、uh, I might, but、uh, we'll see. Well, let's、uh, find out what's happening in the world of smartphones and see what、uh, what is cool this week. 
On the line, we have our good friend Rose Bahar from Mobile Syrup, a fantastic website for all your mobile news and smartphone reviews. Thanks for joining us, Rose. Thank you so much for having me. Glad to be here. Hot smartphone this week uh, from LG. Tell us about it. Yes, so the LG V30 debuted. It's LG's plus-sized high-end phone, and it has a bunch of very exciting industry-leading features and hardware additions that are all sort of jammed into one big package. Um, the phone is probably best compared to Samsung's Galaxy Note 8, which is also their plus-sized uh, flagship phone. And both phones went for the camera market with their dual cameras. The V30, however, included a f over 1.6 aperture. So that is the smallest yet on any flagship smartphone in the market currently here in North America. And that means that low-light shooting is going to be very, very good. Um, it also, with its dual camera setup, has a 120-degree wide-angle lens, which allows for some really impressive wide shots in which you can get so much into the frame, so many people, so much landscape. Um, and they've also focused on a lot of video features as well. So they have modes where you can be shooting during the day and make it look like it's sort of a noir-style evening. So there's a lot of focus on the camera, both on the software and hardware side for the V30, uh, which is probably the most exciting part. But there's, there's much more to it as well. It's a very competitive space in the, the phablet uh, category right now. Uh, Samsung, uh, with their Note 8, uh, probably owns that space. Uh, we also have the iPhone 7 Plus. Do you think LG can make a dent? It's so difficult because after iPhone, the brand that everybody knows when it comes to Android is always Samsung. So I do think that the Note 8 will probably get a lot more uh, of the demographic in Canada. But I really think the V30 is worth consideration. Um, it has high-end specs, uh, you know, almost on par with the Note 8, a little bit less RAM. But it also features uh, some really interesting um, software that I think pushes it maybe a little bit over uh, the Note 8. However, we'll need to, we'll need to investigate further. Um, but they have, for instance, voice recognition and facial, facial recognition for security, which you can layer over top fingerprint sensor use. So you can use all three of those um, at, the, at the same time, you know, while having your phone, uh, which I find is very useful. And it's also got an OLED screen, which is perfect for VR and is Daydream certified. So it can be used with Google's Daydream VR platform. Um, so there's, there's so much uh, to, to get to know with the V30 and to use. While I find that the Note 8 was maybe playing it a little bit on the safe side this year, and perhaps for good reason. Well, looking forward to seeing this, uh, this new LG uh, phone. Any idea on the release date? Uh, we know that the phone is coming out September 21st in South Korea, but we don't know exactly when it'll be coming to North American markets. They said in the following weeks it'll be rolling out, and we don't know pricing yet either. That will make a difference, but as long as it's sort of under $1,000, it'll still be hitting less than the Note 8. Thanks for joining us, Rose. Thanks so much.
When we come back from the break, lots more to talk about here on The App Show. We're going to be looking at what's streaming this week. Some of the hot new movies and television shows that will be on Netflix, Crave, and Amazon. We'll also be having a look uh, at Crazy and Travel App of the Week. Stay tuned. You are back with The App Show. Mike and Christina here in studio. Still uh, a few more apps to talk about before we get to the streaming releases. Of course, Crazy App of the Week and Travel App of the Week uh, at the end of the program. But let's find out uh, what's new in the world of movies and TV shows. Streaming this week. What do we got this uh, week, Christina? On Netflix, we have Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. In the deepest jungles of Africa, two tribes will fight a savage war unless a sacred animal god is found. So they're sending for the only man who can help. (laughs) Well, as you can imagine, uh, that is Jim Carrey. If uh, you're a fan of the Ace Ventura movies, uh, definitely, I guess, one you want to check out. Did you like that? Uh, You know what? I could live without those Ace Ventura movies, but that's just a matter of personal preference. What's next on Netflix? The Walking Dead Season 7. I'm going to beat the holy hell out of one of you. Yes. Maybe. Since you're in the club now, you get to wear the hat. Love you, Doug. I love you. I know you're uh, not into uh, the zombie worlds, but I am a huge Walking Dead fan. This is uh, the introduction of Negan, one of the bad villains in the comic book series. Uh, a lot of people were looking forward to his entry uh, into the uh, series and uh, definitely uh, season seven is uh, one of the the seasons to check out. You've never watched an episode, have you? No, not a single one. Zombies <laughs> scare me. I don't understand why this is a big thing these days. Can I, can I tell you what with the series? Uh, yes, zombies are scary, but what's more scary in the Walking Dead series are the humans that aren't zombies. That That... Those are the frightening people. Well, humans are terrifying. And, you know, it's good storytelling uh, as well. What else on Netflix? We have The Confession Tapes, Season 1. These um, police officers told me that I blacked out. They made me believe I killed someone I love. They made me tell my mama I'd done it. And I didn't do it. This is uh, an interesting uh, series. Um, I liked uh, Netflix's series, uh, Making a Murderer. I guess this is kind of on the same vein. Yeah, it's really interesting. These uh, have become very popular, these true crime type of series. And we've seen this with with podcasts as well, with this serial podcast. This one uh, is getting good buzz, again, called Confession Tapes on Netflix. Let's jump over to Crave TV. What do they got? DC's Legends of Tomorrow, Season 2. Is this 2016? Yeah. You're exactly where you said you'd be. I'm sorry. Who exactly are you? My name is Rex Tyler. I'm a member of the Justice Society of America. This is a uh, a cool series. If you're into the whole superhero genre in the DC Comics uh, side, uh, this is a time-traveling epic uh, with a bunch of different uh, heroes. Not the traditional ones like Superman and Batman, but, you know, other ones that uh, have appeared in the different uh, comic series and uh, been getting uh, some some decent reviews on it as well. Have you seen any of these, Mike? I've seen the first season, so I am looking forward to season two, so I think I'm going to uh, binge watch that. Continuing the superhero genre on Crave TV, we have... The Flash, season three. 
there's only one thing I know about life. I know some things happen by chance. And some things happen because we make them happen. Flash will also be appearing in uh, the new uh, Justice League movie uh, that also features Batman and, well, hopefully Superman, if he can be brought back to uh, life. Uh, So I'm looking forward to that. I don't think it's the same actor, but uh, the Flash uh, TV series on CW Network and now uh, released on Crave TV uh, is very popular. Which brings us to the next superhero, Arrow Season 5. The dead don't want anything. If you hit me again, I'm going to kill you. This is an interesting series. Uh, I love the Green Arrow. I'm a big comic book fan uh, and have been for years. I used to collect uh, the Green Arrow comics. When Arrow Season 1 first came out, I thought it was okay. There was uh, a lot going on that I just didn't really love. But uh, over the seasons, over the years, it's just gotten better and better. Good to know. I'll have to check it out. And finally, Amazon Prime. What do they got? The Magnificent Seven, the 2016 version. Man carries a gun, he tends to use it. Dan, you dead? Pity. I had just ordered a drink from that man. The lovable Chris Pratt. uh, You've seen him in Guardians of the Galaxy uh, 1 and 2. He's also one of the main characters in uh, this reboot of The Magnificent Seven uh, as well. you know, got okay reviews, uh, but uh, I'm actually looking forward to watching it. We're going to switch gears now, and uh, we're going to check out the crazy app of the week. Uh, this week, it's Office Jerk. Have you checked this out? Uh, <laughs> I was actually uh, just looking at this. It's it's sort of hilarious. So the uh, the goal of this uh, is basically, and it's available on iPhones and Android phones, is to throw different office uh, supply objects at the office jerk, a, a virtual version uh, of this. And it uh, actually gives you different reactions depending, you know, if you throw a stapler or, uh, you know, a crumpled up uh, ball of paper. And you even have daily challenges as well. Very cool. So this is sort of a game where you get to uh, to abuse your office jerk. Yeah, I think we all know someone in the office that uh, is not as lovable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll just use it uh, uh, that way. Uh, so you can virtually throw uh, things uh, at them. So again, virtual. This is to take out your frustrations. You know what would be really cool on this app, Mike? What? If you could upload a picture of your local office jerk. Yeah, that could uh, cause all sorts of HR (laughs) issues. So we'll just leave it at that. When we come back from the break, it's Travel App of the Week time. Stay tuned. You're back with the App Show. It's that time for Travel App of the Week. What do you have, Christina? I have TouchNote. This is an app that allows you to make your own postcards and send them straight from the app. How cool is that? Your own postcards, like digital postcards. Uh, So you make it digitally on your phone using a photo from your um, camera roll and then they actually will physically send a card for you. That is cool. So you can take one of the beautiful photos you've taken and then you write on the back of it as well, like digitally? Yes, you write on it digitally and it will actually print with uh, the message on the back and the address and everything. It looks like a real postcard, but it's all personalized. I love it. And how much does this all cost? I imagine the app is free, but you have to pay for the printing and delivery. That's right. So it works with credits. So you will purchase however many credits you want. And uh, one one postcard is one credit. So two credits are $6.99, which is not a big bad deal. So about $3.50 a postcard? 
Uh, not bad. They also uh, allow you to make other things with your photos from the app, uh, like photo books and things like that, which is also a great uh, feature. Again, uh, Touch Note, is it available iPhone and Android? Yes. That's all the time we have left. Thanks for joining us here on the App Show. Mike, Christina, and Graham logging off. We'll see you again next time. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.